Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Get the Belt Podcast, home of Melanin Magnificence and Kingdom of Belts, where any motherfucker can get it. <laughs> be it your elder, be it someone in your family, it doesn't matter. And as you may have seen on Instagram or social media, and as you can probably hear now, there's someone in the, well, in this virtual studio, because COVID is very much still on her world tour. Um, I'm joined by a very, very special guest and it's such an honor to have you on the show so we've got father okay of house of miyaki Blair, legendary season two winner <laughs> dj choreographer dancer entrepreneur business owner as well okay we're talking founder of icons chicken okay and uh, also one of the founders for vogue for your life the one and the only father arturo miyaki Blair. pleasure to have you on Get the Belt. What's popping? Not much. Happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> not much. After that scroll of things that I just read out that you're doing, not much is popping. Houseway. I mean, you know, it's a lot of things happening at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing? Thank you so much for coming on. I'm good. Just exhausted. Like you just named all those things. Those are all the things that's happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's a pleasure to have you on Get the Belt podcast. Um, whereabouts are you right now? In New York. In New York. How was it over there in New York with Miss Rona and them things there? <laughs> um, it's actually better. We just opened up fully. So Okay, because I've been seeing on Instagram. I feel like Americans have been out this whole time. <laughs> I mean, certain places, they didn't never even close. They were, okay, they, yeah. I've seen they were just out partying, but we're officially open now, so... Clubs are opening back, restaurants are fully back. So, yeah, time to make some money. Nice things. And you make your money. I How am. much was that prize again in Legendary? Was it $100,000? Yeah, I mean, before taxes. <laughs> oh my God, you guys had to pay tax on that. Yes. Oh. <laughs> How much was it in the end? <laughs> I mean, it's still good, but you still have to pay taxes. Facts, facts. So let's get before we like do like proper introductions. As you know, on this show, we always start we start off with a little word of the week. We like to you know have some motivational moments, uh, self care, self self improvement, all of them nice things. So as usual, whenever I have a special guest on here, 
and get them to do the word of the week. So what is your word of the week this week? My word would be perseverance. Come on, speak us through that. <laughs> I mean, cause come on, Father. <laughs> for me, um, I've been doing uh, choreography and dance for so long, so to persevere mm-hmm. and still be able to perform and to choreograph and do those things, you have to be, um, you have to persevere through all that shit because it's not easy. Mm-hmm. What are the biggest struggles that you faced when like trying to do what you're doing um biggest struggles for me uh it would be keeping up with these young kids <laughs> quick th- how old are you 42 how young are you in fact 42 what you see i'm I'm beginning to like not like the, the, the whole phrase black doesn't crack because if you don't if you looked at Morgan Freeman if you don't moisturize it it will very much crack. But so you've been moisturizing and the black has definitely not <laughs> cracked. Oh my god. And you be moving the way you be moving on that stage and in the ballroom. At forty two, wow. And I have cousins right. who struggle to go for a jog in their early thirties. <laughs> okay. No well, I'm still struggling to go to a jog. <laughs> nah, that word of the week definitely um, resonates with me, especially because like, the last week, or maybe a few weeks, I've been in a real rut about like my career. I've got some personal shit going on right now where my nan is in the process of leaving Earth. Um, and, yeah. you know, I've had to put so much on hold. COVID has had stuff on hold. Um, and I'm just like, what the fuck am I actually doing in my life? And, you know, I've had a few really deep and motivational conversations with a few friends and colleagues. And you're right, persevering really is very much at the heart of that. And every step I take yeah. to get closer to where I want to be or where I want to be next, um, be it in my career or in your personal life, every action that one needs to take to get there requires you to persevere and like not just sit at home and not just chill and not just go for drinks and brunch as cute as that can be that perseverance behind getting mm-hmm. to somewhere bigger perseverance is very much key so that for me <laughs> woo, is, a, is a bit of a word for me perseverance <laughs> So let's move on to the next part of the show, Melanin Magnificence. Who does your Melanin Magnificence go to this week? Oh, what is her? I don't know her name, but I've been seeing it all of us. If you say who I'm going to um, say. If you say who I'm going to say. Probably the, is it probably the same person? Does she run? Yes! Yes! <laughs> yes. So, um... Her name is Shakari Richardson. Uh-huh. The America's fastest runner. Yeah, she said, I'm she that said, bitch. She said, I am very much that <laughs> bitch. Um, yeah, okay, you go for Why are you giving it to her? Because it's just her energy and how and how she she's working hard through everything. And she has so much going on at home, but she's still doing what she needs to do on the, um, on the field. Yeah, 
literally my melanin magnificence goes out to her as well um not only because obviously to be to be crowned with melanin magnificence like you see on my on my little badge here this crown of melanin magnificence you can't even see it yeah oh it, um i, I mean I, i'll see if i can get one out there to, to new york for you so you can <laughs> yeah, it's like, I need, yeah anyone um she like not only obviously she uh, like a black girl out here she's very much a part of the lgbtq dl community Yes, shout out to the DLs because they are very much a part of the community <laughs> as well. They very much are. If they was digging out your guts last week, then they too are a part of the, the community, okay? But she is... Stop adding extra acronyms. But it's needed because they need to be recognized. Even the ones that don't want to be recognized, I'm going a, I'm to a shout you out too. Because Pride, it's Pride Month here in the UK, yeah? This month is for you too. Whether you've got a flag or whether you're wearing your hoodie and your, your back is on the wall, this month is for you, okay? <laughs> But yeah, anyway, she is very much, I think she's bisexual or a lesbian, but she has a girlfriend. The girlfriend picked out her hair colour, the very much giving us uh, Phoenix vibes. It was golden, orange, like bright, fierce. Her girlfriend picked out that colour. Mm -hmm. So yeah, she is obviously America's fastest woman. She's a part of the LGBTQ community. Like you said, she is very much going through shit at home. Last week in an interview, she mm -hmm. said that her mother had passed. Yet she was able to go out mm. and get shit done. And I just think, right. it, going back to your word of the week, but like perseverance, very mm -hmm. much demonstrating that. Um, yeah. And I just think it's, it's just, it's just incredible. It's just incredible. And to stand so proudly as an LGBTQ woman, like she's not hiding it. And I feel that like so many people in social media, especially in the black community, will stray from it and i'll even speak about this later on in miles meshes when i get speaking about one one singer in particular and i can't wait to get your take on it but yes very much um melanin magnificence goes out to shikari richardson for being just an icon persevering getting shit done being proud of who she is and just killing every single one of them bitches on the on the field i just love to see it well With that being said, but most importantly understood, let's get into you. Let's get into you. So what is your, and when I say get into you, I, for all the people with a nasty brain, we're not, we're not doing that. I mean, like, let's talk about your journey in ballroom, Vogue. Like, how did it start? Um, it started um, through dance. I, had, I was on a dance team when yep. I was, like, really young. And we had to learn voguing and do it in the, incorporate it into the mm -hmm. routines. And from there... How old were you then? Some of the members... Like 17, 16. Okay. And some of the members took me to this place that was called the Clubhouse. The Clubhouse was where the first group of mini balls were happening. So it was the mini ball. Mini ball, ball. okay. And, and they took me to um, the village, which is like the gay area on Christmas okay. Street. So we went down there, but it was so packed we didn't get in. But later on, I happened to go to Clubhouse, but it was in a different yeah. venue with some other friends. And from there, they, um, my friends just started teaching me more and more and more. And the rest was history. I joined my first house. And now I'm here. <laughs> I just... So you a legendary house now, right? Having one legendary huh? season two, does that now make you a legendary house? No, my house. No, my house is already um, iconic. 
Okay. So this is, I'm very much getting into, uh, you know, ballroom and this ballroom scene and learning, learning all the things. So yeah. is that like... So it would be, when you first start off in the, in the scene, you are um, a star. Oh, star nice. is like your new, yeah, like your new, um, you're a star to the scene. Then you become a statement. Oh. A statement is like, every, everyone knows your name. You're turning it, you're winning. Um, next is your legend, and your legendary for your category. Then from legend, you will be an icon. Oh, so we've really, okay. So legendary, we've been there, done that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is so lit. <laughs> and how, how, do, how does like one go from stage to stage? Like, is there something that happens or... It's just like your history in, in ballroom, like the things you've done, the accolades, your stuff outside of ballroom, what you do for your community, mm. all those things. Okay, we're going to... I might as well just ask you this now. So how much of an impact does ballroom have on the community? And like, how, does it, how do they go hand in hand? Which community? Just the LGBT the, community? The LGBTQ community, yeah. Um, it, it has a, a major impact on, on mm-hmm. the LGBT community. Um, most of the kids either are a part of it or know about it. Um, and or if they don't know about it or if they even are aren't a part of it, they reference it through it through like music artists and the things yeah. that they're doing. So it's, yeah. I mean, it has a major impact on not just the LGBT community but on, on everyone. Yeah. Do you feel like it, it's been taken for granted at all? Yeah, it definitely has. Like, there's a there's a lot of rap songs where they say the slang. Yeah. Um, they were doing this thing called the five thousand, which is a dip, and they don't acknowledge it, and they don't even know where it comes from. They just mm. know it's what's popular, and you and it's what they're hearing people say. Because it'd be homophobic rappers as well referencing some gay shit. Yeah. And they don't even know. No, don't even know. How can they? How can we change that? You're not gonna be able to change it. It's a culture. Like mm. the youth, like the youth in the LGBT in the LGBT community could be saying one thing, and then they, then their um their mm. um cis the cis female um friends could be saying it, and then it goes on to the yeah. hetero male saying it. So it, it just it's never gonna be able to change that. Mm. Wow. So as as we mentioned. Uh, at the very start of this episode, obviously, you guys won um, Legendary Season 2. Uh, once again, a huge congratulations that you guys slayed. Obviously, in the UK, I'm not even... We're not meant to be seeing it right now because it's an America thing. Uh, but, you know, I don't know if you've heard of a little website called Mr. World Premiere. We get access to American things which drop. So we'd be watching it slightly illegally. So I'm... I'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I need to. I need to see what's going on. So I'm on that like, episode like four or five and i pissed off one of my friends when i said oh my god i've got the winners of season two <laughs> to get the belt. and they were like thanks for ruining it i was like ah shit i forgot <laughs> <laughs> so how did you find the show like what was it like um the show i mean the show uh, okay the first season i worked on the show as an oh. assistant choreographer yeah, as an assistant choreographer oh and um then coming back to the show, I already knew about it because um, I worked on it the first season. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 
And how did you find it going week after week? Like, what were the ups and downs? Oh, my God. Well, we recorded during the pandemic, so... Oh, how was that? It was a lot. <laughs> um, we couldn't leave our hotel rooms. Um, they, we didn't have keys to our rooms. They would have to, they would have to bring out food to us. Um, we were in separate holding tents from all the other houses. Um, they tried not, they didn't want us to mingle too much because of COVID. Yeah. Um, there was no audience. Yeah, I noticed that on the first one. What was the vibe of that like performing with no audience? The first episode was a lot because when we walked out, you can hear the judges talking and sipping their drinks. So it was like mind wrecking, like, oh my God. Then the music comes on. And you have to put on a show with no yeah. audience. So it's like, it's just us and them. Yeah. So in the back, like on the show, what we see, I feel like you're all backstage. All the houses are backstage, right? Um, They're backstage in different tents, yeah. Oh, so, okay, okay, okay. And what is the atmosphere so, like with... Oh, go on. There's, there's something um where... Everybody gets dressed. They go back. They hit, um they go back and they record something. So it'll be one house on one side of the room, one other house on the other side of the room, and they're both filming them like they're in the mirrors and doing their stuff. Yeah. So it's like little things like that we intermingle them. And what is the vibe like with all the other houses? Um, not just on the show, uh, but like in the you know in the culture in general. Are you guys, like, supportive of each other? Or is it very much, as we see on Legendary, like, no, just us? It's both. It's a a little bit of both. Like, some houses are closer with each other than other houses are. Or not even houses, just the people in the houses. Yeah. So, some houses just gravitate, or people just gravitate to each other. They have to be in the same house. So, it's, it's off and on. It depends. What would your, like... What was the biggest takeaway from uh, season two uh, that you, yeah, what was your biggest takeaway from doing season two, like, that benefited you? Working so fast, having to work so fast and under the, under pressure, because we only have four days apart from each show to create all that stuff. Okay. So, four days, you can get it done, but four days with also doing interviews. Yeah. Doing, um, coming in for something else. So it's not just a four days of rehearsal, it's four days of everything. Shit. And how would you like source your costumes then in that four days? How I do, how would we do I? How would you source your costumes in those four days for each different? The day after the, sh- the f- after, if you have a show Friday, that Saturday you would go to on camera wardrobe and you would speak to Johnny, which is, um, the head of costumes. Mm-hmm. And you would tell him what you want to do for the next ball, mm-hmm. and they, his team, him and his team will create it. Okay, that's the. Um, and what was like the worst thing about the show, other than the COVID things and that? Like, what is the thing that you were like, this shit ain't for me? Um, for me, it's just a fast turnaround. Hmm. Because I can create things, but when you have no choice but to create these things yeah. in a short amount of time, and you don't have the things you you would need to create these things. Like, mm-hmm. there were some people to do that that would make the music, yeah. but they 
had someone recreating tracks. Right. So, if there's an original Bourbon track, you will send it to the DJ and they recreate a version of it. Mm-hmm. But I would, um, after they recreated it, I would take it and I would mix my own music. Okay, come on. <laughs> because, you know, um, you really create your, your routine, your dance off of the music. Yeah. And the music, like the music guides you, like, you know, you want to hit a boom, boom, boom. You, it's not going to be as effective if you don't have that boom, boom, boom in that music. Yeah, 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 of course, yeah. So I would take it, I would, I would mix my own music. So with all those things in four days, that's what I, I hated the most. Um, what, um, since you won the competition, what is the biggest thing that you've noticed in your life that has changed? Um, everyone wants to take class now. <laughs> <laughs> I would teach. Oh, I would teach before, and yeah. it would be very sporadic. People would come; they would not come. But now, it is selling out every class to capacity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's just like, wow! I'm the same bitch from before. Yeah, same choreo, but now y'all see it. Yeah. <laughs> um. On a side note, like I would quickly want to reference something that I notice when you guys are performing in terms of the mm-hmm. Power Ranger co- costumes. Now, I saw it straight away. When you guys came out, I was like, oh my god, yeah, they're giving me Power Ranger vibes. But on the next, and I, actually, I was watching my friend, and um, one of the judges said, oh yeah, giving me Power Ranger. I was like, oh my god, that's what I said. Like, yes. But then the next week, um, you guys are like, oh, we definitely don't want to be giving Power Rangers. Did you not like that? No, because that's not what we were referencing. Ah. <sighs> Especially for Law for saying that, because what we were referencing was the Terry Mugler Follies. Oh, right. And, you know, it was the same aesthetic, the same silhouette. Yeah. Same different colors. So, you know, for it was like for him saying it, it was like, girl, you supposed to you be the fashion know. girl. Yeah. Right. Because me, I'm not fashion head like that. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm like a little piece of Christian Dior and a little Balenciaga, but I don't know, like, <laughs> the, the, the real things, like, he should know. But, okay. Right. Um, uh, I have one last thing before I moved on. That was it. So, Drag Race. Do you feel like there is either a competition uh, between Drag Race and Legendary or are the two completely different things? Because I there's definitely a correlation there. They're both, you know, very much LGBTQ led. Um, in my opinion, I feel like drag race is like Diet Coke and Legendary is very much giving you full fat, giving you, you know, the original, <laughs> um, not so whitewashed, if I'm being completely honest. Like, I feel like all, especially in, in the gay community over here, the LGBTQDL community over here, the whites can latch on to uh, drag race and connect with it more and they will kiki with it more. And I feel like, Ultimately, legendary, in my opinion, for the, the, the masses is probably too, and unfortunately, too black. What are your thoughts on that? Um, no, um, I think they're two totally different things. I think they're both a competition show, a competition, yeah. reality, show, a competition reality show, but I think they're totally different. Um, yeah. I think they're just two different LGBT shows. And do you think that Drag Race does pull anything from uh, Legendary? Or not just Legendary, but the ballroom the ball- scene. Because we see these drag queens come out 
and a lot of the lingo they use, a lot of the dance moves they may use, um, uh, for someone with more knowledge about the ballroom scene could be like, that's ballroom, that's Vogue, that is this, that takes from this, but there's never any uh-huh. salute to, okay, thanks, because without that, we wouldn't be here. Yeah, that's a, little di- that's a little disheartening, especially when they bring choreographers to teach Vogue or do Vogue, and they have no knowledge of what the hell they're doing. Uh, mm. But that's not even just a drag race thing. That's a every that's a whole music industry. Yeah, yeah. Like they, everyone wants to do Vogue, but no one wants to reach out to the people who actually do it and mm-hmm. hire them. Mm-hmm. It's funny you should say that. Um, I linked up with Dancers Network, which is um an amazing organization over here in the UK that work for representing and standing for commercial dancers and giving them like ground rules on pay on things of that nature and looking Mm -hmm. after dancers in the industry and um i collaborated with them uh, a few weeks ago for the week of george floyd and we had some conversations with some dope dope dancers and choreographers including like jaquel knight and stuff like that and um you know one of the episodes that we recorded was actually about appropriation and um appreciation and i feel like it runs rampant not just in dance but throughout the entertainment industry and i feel like unfortunately it is the black and lgbtq art forms that get fucked over if i'm just being honest mm-hmm. it's a shame anyway um we're going to speak a lot more about what pride is and have a, a, a conversation centered around pride uh, and family and things of that nature but first we're going to get into miles measures which is the pop sec the pop culture segment of the show There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless ready to get 30 30 ready to get 30 ready to get 20 20 20 ready to get 20 20 ready to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month so give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Arturo, do you watch Encore? What's that? Uh, so it's a new show on BET where they've got nine girls from old uh, bands. We've got the twins from oh, Cherish. I've We've heard got about Audrey that show. From Dana E. Kane. I think her name is uh, Keely from 3LW. Uh, tired of your broken promises, promises. We all find out she doesn't <laughs> actually have a lisp. She said on the show, you know, I've been getting dragged my whole life for a lisp I don't have. 
Um, so you've not seen it yet? No, I heard about it, and I, I heard some like the <laughs> that they're like really old and can't move anymore. It's so some really of funny. Them. <laughs> yeah. Some of them. And like the, <laughs> the young ones, like Aubrey and like the girls, the twins from Cherish, are very much like not here to be in a group with Auntie over there. She can't move. Did it? It's fun. But something did happen this week where um, I think her name's Pamela, and she was in Total. Total. Boom. Uh, she was. Aubrey must have been leaning on her leg, like just talking while they were doing whatever. And then Pamela was just like, oh, sorry, baby girl. Like you can't lean on me like that because, you know, um, I've messed with women before. But since then, God has delivered me. And I don't want people thinking, you know, that this is what it is. And because that is not in the Bible. And I do not. Anyway, the house has now come together. And um, Keely from 3LW was like, I love you, Pam. I used to really stand for you. But that homophobia shit was a bit much like what did you mm-hmm. mean by like god's delivered and uh she turned around to the other girls and i've actually spoken with aubrey on clubhouse before and i see her on instagram twitter whatever she's out with the gays like she's down with the girls but when asked like keely turned around and was like oh so am i alone here what do you guys think and literally everyone was just like they didn't want to wow. speak they didn't want to ruffle no feathers no they said we're not Responding. Does that surprise you? No. Oh. See, I was surprised. I thought at least Aubrey would have been like, yeah, that shit ain't cool. Like, it's 2021. But they was very much, let's just make music. I don't want to. Why Why are you not surprised by that? Because those girls don't have careers anymore. They're not trying to rough any oh. brothers. They're trying, to, they're trying to do what they need to do to, to make it. So they don't want to say anything that's going to be like, uh, um, well, she's, you know, problematic. Let's not use her. Yeah. They're trying to go with the flow. Even when but, Keely was like, am I alone? When Keely was ready to be like, I love you, but sis, that homophobia stuff. Well, clearly, yeah. <laughs> they ain't say nothing. Yeah. But little do they know, the girl Keely's probably going to be the one that makes it because she has her own opinion and her own voice. Mm-hmm. Fact. Like even if she like even if she don't be in a group, people are gonna see she stands for something. Yeah, because she says she wants to be creative director, and all the girls are like, "What are you gonna mm-hmm. direct? <laughs> like, how can you direct me?" <laughs> <laughs> well, in other news, Chloe and Hallie. Now I've been saying this for a minute. Like I feel like there's gonna eventually be a uh, you know a split. I'm not. I don't think it's gonna be. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be like down to like disagreements i just think it's going to be a natural i'm doing this you're doing that and i think it's been very evident especially with hallie being in london currently you know recording the little mermaid um as as the mermaid and we've got chloe out here on instagram giving us beyonce hips and real (laughs) real you know vocals and giving us sex which we love to she's very much a grown woman now so she took to the stage uh very recently to do a rendition of um Nina Simone's I'm Feeling Good. And have you seen it? No. Whoa. Okay, so I need to know who choreographed that for her because it was insane. She was very much giving you that, 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 whoa, whoa, giving you hips, giving you ass. But to Nina Simone. <laughs> right. I. Now, the community, the people are split down the middle. She's received backlash. Like, how could you do that? 
to, to good old Nina Simone's song. <laughs> Why are your legs out to Nina? What did Nina? She's turning in her grave. And then you've got people like me that are like, yes, live. Like, come out and like twerk to Nina Simone. That like, it. Like, put your put your stank juice on it. Put your own seasoning on that shit and serve it. And uh-huh. I ate it. And I enjoyed it. And I want seconds. Do you, what, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's going to be split between, you know, because I think the people who are probably saying that are people more conservative or people who, who are mm-hmm. older. The young people like, the young people like, yes, bitch, fuck Nina Simone up. Fuck her up. <laughs> <laughs> I was so here for it. You need to watch it and let me know your thoughts because it for me yeah, I'm gonna watch is it. so lit. Giving us real silhouettes and just like just it was just lit she was rolling all around on the floor she wasn't singing live though that's the part where i said sis you look like come on that not even beyonce be singing live all the time but at least put down a good vocal track which at least looks like or sounds like you singing like have a few have a like give us a bit of reality but it literally sounded like she had like a day to just get the choreo no time to like make a track to sing to and just record um perform with the original track right that was the only thing because like there were times when the vocal was like so flat but she was really like "Mm, mm, mm," and i'm like i don't (laughs) but the choreography was stunning absolutely stunning very much you know hose in this house (laughs) um so in the uk there's been a ban for blood donation for uh gay and bisexual men for Really? For, yeah, life. And you know what? As much as I would be one to be like, that is so wrong. This is not equal. Um, I'm also terrified of needles. So it kind of worked for me. Whereas now we're celebrating because the ban has officially been lifted in England, Scotland and Wales. Um, and now we have equal rights as, you know, our straight counterpart, counterparts to give blood. Mm-hmm. This is great, but now I feel more pressure because now I can give blood, and I know you know as black people we need to be given more blood because not enough of us do it because of X, Y, and Z. Um, what is it like over there in the states? Are gay and bi men allowed to give blood and donate blood? Yeah, I've never heard of anything else. Really? Yeah. See, the UK is really fucked up, but they just do it. They just be doing shit so discreetly, making it look like everything's <laughs> good, and people don't be knowing like the real. The real tea over here but yeah literally just last week um the ban was officially lifted um but really that ban really to me don't make no sense because i bet there's bare men that been out here just swallowing all the dicks donating blood but just writing straight on the on of the of course what you gotta think of look how uk is ran mm. it's ran by numpties as i like to call it over here i don't know whether you use that word in the states but it's ran by absolute numpties <laughs> um well so sweetie uh bought herself a rolls royce this week after her ex uh quavo took back the um bentley that he gifted her what do you think about didn't she cheat on him uh no he cheated on her i thought she cheated on him well in in, in the blogs that i read somebody cheated it, she was, well yeah would you be are you one to take back a gift from your ex um not a gift but that's not a gift that's a house <laughs> but in their world that is you know here's a pair of converse right that's true um uh, well if i was in their world um no i wouldn't take it i wouldn't take it back mm. 
Because I'm, I'm they probably got a, they probably got that shit written off. Like tax right Also right facts, off. yeah. Look at you with your business head on all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, earlier on, uh, I was speaking about Avery Wilson. <laughs> Very big fan of Avery Wilson. His voice is epic. Fucking tremendous. I recently found out that he actually started off as a dancer, which I didn't know. But here for it. Okay. So Avery, recent, Avery Wilson recently covered... Um, D'Angelo's How Does It Feel banger and he did the whole thing obviously I don't know if you follow him on Instagram but he's very much been in the gym honey he's very much got the quarantine body on fleek very much giving you pecs abs he's developed in those areas um and he's mimicked the video all nice things but one thing I found you know one thing that was a moment for me is when he sang the lyrics to a woman I would have thought he would have been true to himself, especially after coming out and being like, everybody, you know, I'm bi. Mm-hmm. Right, but... What is your, some what's artists, your opinion? Or even... Or the, some artists some of the representation, though, even though you come off as gay, you don't. How many artists ever sing to the same sex? M and E.K.? Shout out to M and E.K. He'd be out no. here singing to, 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 to the mandem. Right, right, but that's the, <laughs> but that's the thing. How many of them? F- is, far and few. There's very mm-hmm. few, very very few. So are we are we encouraging artists to you know really stand in their truth? Like Lil Nas X is very much out here with niggas with long fucking do rags thongs at you know on the pole saying call me well, when you want, that's call what, me when you need. But it, I'll be on the way. <laughs> but he had. He had to go through to get there, and I'm pretty sure his label said, okay, it's time. The way things are now, he's young. Mm-hmm. So his fan base won't change. I think he'll get more of a fan base. Remember, he started off doing that that country song. Yeah, that, I wouldn't even have so he never. Much. Right, so he never really had, like, the black yeah. fan base. So. If he makes music outside of the U.S. in that market, he can make more money there than mm. he would even here. So, do you think more artists should? I don't think that changes. Do you think more artists should, you know, be more truthful with who they are in their art forms, or do you feel like that will then? Um, do you think their art form can still be as valuable if they're, you know, catering to the to, to white supremacy and homophobia if they're pandering around that? No, I think they, I think they should, but. It's always going to be where it's accepted. Like, where do you do that at? Mm. Is it allowed to do the... Uh, is it, will it be received the same way? Will people shun away from you or you know, or, or your artistry or your music because you're in a concert lap dancing with a man? So it's like, even though they should embrace it, I think it's about taking the steps you need yeah. to get to this place like you can't just jump out of a window and one day you straight and the next day you tongue kiss the man on stage well i'm here for it like it has to be <laughs> i'm here for it but i think it just it's level it would definitely to... reach the blogs <laughs> of course and in, in your career <laughs> mm. i just think you need to take the, the steps to get there mm-hmm. like saying you, you say you come out the closet 
Boom. Next step. You in a video with a guy. Next step. You in a concert dancing on top of guys. Like, there needs to be something. Like, you just can't be like one day you singing the girls and the next day you in the orgy in a video with guys. I mean, that sounds like nice things to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, bitch. So she was doing these orgies the whole time. Right. I'm gonna need you to take me on a trip. Give me some levels. I mean, I'm very much here for the. You know what? The, this. The, the, yesterday it was Keisha, and today is Kieran. <laughs> if that's what it is, that's what it is. And that is one thing I do right. think that you and the ballroom scene are so lucky and so inspirational to look at so many different people from so many different walks of life being nothing but a hundred percent authentic within that art and that is one thing i think that mm -hmm. you know ballroom voguing and things of that nature like things underneath that umbrella is such a beacon for and i don't even think it gets that acknowledgement for that yes you guys are talented yes it's hard work but also i don't know many mm -hmm. art forms which allows and and not just allows, but encourages people to just be them, their authentic self. And, some, and, 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 and to a certain extent, more. Like, be who you are and, and OTT right. with it. Like, other lanes are like, oh, yeah, yeah, bring a little bit of that. But even like you said, like, just do, let's do it in stages. In ballroom, you ain't got time for no stages. Like, you, like be you times 100. One, two, three, go. Yeah. yeah. And I think that is fucking tremendous. It's, Speaking of, yeah, definitely ooh, let's get into definitely, yeah. Let's get into our pride conversation. So I wanted to like really uh, focus on family. Um, as you, how do you identify first and foremost? Um, gay. Cool. So as I personally feel like black gay men struggle so much um, because of many different factors with being proud about who they are um authentically especially when it does come to their sexuality um and obviously growing up in a black household or a, a mixed race household as i did um i feel like often they are not allowed to be themselves and have to have to hide it um mm -hmm. what i want to know like what was your experience like and First and foremost, what does pride mean to you as a black gay man? For me, it's, it's a little different because I've never had to hide yeah. anything. I was just always mm. me. Like, I've always danced. So, if you, you knew, you knew, you didn't, mm. who cares? So, um, pride would, would mean to me just to be yourself and be proud of who you are. Mm. Would you, what do you have to say for, like, young boys, not just black, because... I feel like maybe like one or two white people listen to this show. <laughs> but like for boys out there that aren't able to do that, what would your advice be? Um, if you aren't able to be yourself because of your household, or your living environment, it's hard. Mm. Because a lot of people are scared to come out of the closet or be themselves because they, they're scared of they will be kicked out. Yeah. And they can't be themselves. And, like, people watch polls and they see the stories, but a good chunk of that 
It's true. Yeah. Parents do. A lot of parents do shun their kids away because of their sexuality. So it's hard because I can say one thing, but it's like you were never gonna know until you're living in that situation. Mm. Um, the only thing you can really do is stay true to yourself, and you're gonna find that out that people love you, regardless if it's not your your um, birth family. Yeah. Someone's gonna love you the way you need to be loved. Yeah, facts. I'm so glad that you did have that experience where you said that you were supported by a family. That's mm-hmm. so dope. Um, did you feel like you had? Ha- did you have any struggles when it came to your sexuality? No, no. I fucking love that because it's not everyday struggle, you know. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like my one. I yeah, no, ask- no, everyone doesn't. I was gonna ask if you had a coming out story. Yeah, neither, no. neither, neither do I. But apparently, everyone, the majority of people, got they they own coming out stories. So this just goes as another uh, another opportunity to say that not everybody needs a coming out story. Yeah, everyone's story isn't sad. Yeah, everyone's story isn't dramatic. Facts. Like they're regular, they're regular families that love their kids no matter what. Yeah, and it's normal to them and. It doesn't change anything, so I wish that those stories were being shown more. Yeah. Than the dramatic, like even if like if, if you're gay, your family's not gonna love you because that's a lot, that that makes people feel like okay, I'm not gonna come out the closet because this is gonna happen to me. Yeah. So I think both both sides of the stories need to be shown more. Facts. Well, having you on here to speak about how to say what you said about how your family were just there for you. And things of that nature. Hopefully, this adds to that narrative because it is it's possible and it has been happening. Um. So, what does family mean to you? Family mm, means a lot to me. Like even with um, legendary, like they they recorded themselves watching the show, um, clapping and screaming and cheering me on. Uh. <laughs> and I'm just I'm on the show voguing like a whole lady. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm in drag some episodes. Like I'm in yes, makeup I almost every white... episode. Ooh, it so... Was so good. Thank you. So yeah, like uh, family is important important to me because those are the people you lean on, and yeah. I'm lucky to have my um, regular family, but also my family too. And what 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 do you call on your ballroom family mostly for? Like, what is their what is that role like of the ballroom family? Dip. For me, it's the same as your regular family. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they support you. They go to your events. They take care of you um, physically, emotionally, financially, um, everything. Spiritually, they, they do the same exact thing. It's just another family. Mm. So when you say uh, financially as well, again, I'm learning, and I can only imagine there's so many other people out mm-hmm. here learning. So what kind of financial things were the boring family Look, like help you with because me and my own family my parents don't even be supporting me financially so like so like when you're telling me that <laughs> you're bo- like your dancers and your people you dance with and perform with they're your family like to me mm-hmm. i'm like how houseway <laughs> <laughs> because like when i first became yep. father of of the of my chapter the new chapter of my house the same weekend I became father, it was the same weekend I lost my job. Oh. 
So being taking the taking on the responsibility of being father means I need to take care of others. So the people who were able to take care of me took care of me. Mm. Like if I if I needed to go somewhere, they paid for me to go somewhere. If I needed an outfit, they paid for me. Um, their bodies offers for me. Like they took care of me and all the things I needed to get done to make sure I represented the house well. And is that just in ballroom, or was that like in your day to day life? Um, no, it's it is the day to day because, like, even for me, like some kids, some of my kids, wow. they don't they didn't have money for certain things, you know, and I like just paid someone's phone. Um, who just they did, the phone just broke. I just sent them one hundred and fifty dollars to go get your phone. Like stuff, stuff wow. like that. Like kids, they look. They they need this guidance. Everyone, people, they they are for ballroom, but they are for you because they trust you. Like they're walking these balls for you, and and since so, why not make sure their life is good? Which, you know, take care of them if they're hungry. Then send them money to eat if they need things, and you buy it for them. It's like your regular kids. Wow. That is incredible. I can only imagine how safe uh, the kids and the people in the houses must feel because the fact that you even just, like you said, that you've like, paid for someone's phone bill just like that. Like, I'm just running it back to my childhood and I, like, I moved away from home. And maybe if there was more of a scene here mm. of that, maybe I might have ended up in the house. That could have been cute. But I just think wow like that real sense of community and that that sense of family especially with i'm guessing the majority let me know if i'm wrong the majority of people in these houses are from the lgbtq community as well mm-hmm. yep yeah so having that must be so for not just fulfilling but affirming to who they are and uh really change the perception of the the you know the lgbtq community other than just being you know party animals, sex fiends, we're actually creating right. families, we're looking out for each other, we're supporting each other. I think that is, mm-hmm. that's incredible. Um, without these houses, what do you think the landscape would look like uh, for the community? Mm. I think there'd be a lot of people running, running around the streets going crazy. Mm. <laughs> what would you say Ballroom has done for you? Oh, Borm has done a lot for me. Borm has helped me work with my creativity, um, uh-huh. like tremendously. Borm has helped me um, grow these relationships and these families with people I've now been friends with over 20 years. Um, if it wasn't for Borm, I never would have been teaching in these different countries. Yeah. It's because of my of voguing. Like, People want us to come and they want to learn, they want to experience all the things that we have. So if it wasn't for ballroom, we'd never experience these things. Yeah, if it wasn't for yeah. ballroom, people would be booking these jobs with artists and booking these tours and doing these shows. It's because of it's yes, because of ballroom. So mm-hmm. I just want people to understand that, like, you know, they'll read a ball because sometimes the ball doesn't finish or whatever happens. Somebody don't have their, all their money they're supposed to give away, but and then you read, but then the next day you get booked by Janet Jackson and she needs a vulgar and you're there. But ballroom got you there. Yes. But ballroom got you there. Yeah. So it's like 
Yeah. You can't read too much because you still need it. <laughs> yeah. Facts. Do you feel like Ballroom gets in the month of Pride? I don't think it's Pride currently in New York, is it? Mm-hmm. Okay, does does Ballroom get recognized or get does it receive salutes in Pride Month? Because it seems, like you said, especially in the LGBTQ community amongst, I would say, the black community, um, ballroom, the houses and things of that nature, like you were just saying, support the community, help practically raise it and do so much for the community. Does Pride mm-hmm. Month shine a light on ballroom in the way that it should? Not so much as, like, there's one person to shine who does the shining, but um, there are a lot more work. There's a lot more work for everybody to do in terms of mm-hmm. bookings. Like, people want ballroom scenes during Pride. Like, everyone is booked almost for Pride. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, yeah. Being so influential on a big scale now, like you said, all your classes are booked out since obviously winning Legendary Season 2. Um, do you feel like there's a new sense of pressure to like maintain uh, ballroom culture within the community? No, because ballroom, no. ballroom, ballroom's not going to go anywhere. So you know, there's no pressure to maintain mm. it because it's not going to go anywhere. Like within the past six months, there may be like five new houses. Mm-hmm. So, so that's like <laughs> probably like almost 500 people new in ha- new houses. So it's like Boron isn't going anywhere. It's only getting bigger. That's so dope. I need you to come to London, man. As soon as this COVID goes off, like you need to come to London. Like I want to come to one of your classes. I'll be in London soon. Hey, do we have a date? We do, but can't say yet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you could send me that on the WhatsApp. <laughs> okay. So, um, like I said, it is Pride Month. What do you th- hope Pride Month brings to, to the community other than just getting drunk and having a good time? Well, honestly, I, I want it to be about them having a good time because for the last year and a half, they, they weren't able to. Right? Like, was stuck in a house. Facts. Yeah, now is just a time for everyone just to get together and and remember everything that we had to go through to get here and and just enjoy each yeah. other. That's what mm-hmm. that's, for me, that's what it's about. At least, for, at least for me in this pride, just getting back to family and community, having fun and seeing each other. Which you are definitely doing. For so long we couldn't. Mm. <laughs> okay, well... I want to quickly go into some of the questions that I've had from listeners. Uh, and so I'm going to get into that. Question. Right. So who would you say are the gatekeepers of the scene? And do you ever get afraid the essence of the scene will be lost the more commercialized it gets? Um, gatekeepers? There's, to me, there, there aren't any gatekeepers. There are pivotal members in the scene that... Um, there are people who remember the scene, like, like, mm, like Jack, Ms. Raheem, a few other people, but, yeah, I got lost in the question. <laughs> What's the second part of the question? 
Um, so who would you say are the gatekeepers of the scene? And do you get a, do you ever get afraid the essence of the scene will be lost the more commercialized it gets? Um, I don't think there are particular gate gatekeepers. I think there are some pivotal members in the scene. Um, but I think everyone everyone is able, is able to do their own part um, to make every to make things work now. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I don't think being the scene being commercialized will affect it in a negative way. I think because the scene is is not underground anymore, but it's still true to its essence. Yeah, like. You can go to a ball and you can tell the ball is not commercialized. Yeah. But you it's, it's different than you taking a class in Europe or going to a ball in Europe. Yeah. That might seem commercialized, but in America, it's definitely, it's definitely not. Okay. Is being deemed a legend or icon in 2021 still something that people aspire to be? Um, I think some people do. Um, and, and a lot of people don't because there's so many legends now. Mm-hmm. It's, it just seems like every other week someone else is being deemed to become a legend. And Not the Because <laughs> it diminishes the people who deserve it. Yeah. And even if they get it at the same time as others who don't, they feel like, they feel like, um, well... Why am I getting it with this person when this person hasn't done as much work as I have? Mm. So, yeah. It's a little, it's a little weird. Okay. So I've got another one here. So what inspires your choreographic and creative mind? Watching you create and execute unique ideas on the show is everything. There's another one here, but I'm going to let you answer the first one first. So what inspires your choreographic and creative mind? Um, One, I start with the people that are part of the anything I choreograph. Because knowing that what they can do, I know how to choreograph for them. Um, And then Mm -hmm. also the music that I have. Yeah. So the music and the dancers. What things does he do to grow as a creative? Sometimes as choreographers, we can be, sometimes as choreographers, we can be so in it that we forget to be students. So just wondered what sort of things he does. Like, does he still go to class, ball, sessions, etc.? I don't go to any of those things, surprisingly. Um, I, I don't take class. Um, I go to balls, yeah. Um, I don't go to sessions. Um, I think it's just me in a sense of like I've always been a creative person and I think you have to stay consistent with anything that you do. So if you go if you start looking in um fashion magazines or you start looking in looking for mm-hmm. different types of music that inspires you, those are the kind of things you can that'll keep you going. Mm-hmm. And really okay. my house my house my house members inspire me. Yeah. And not just the vulgar and not just the vulgars, but the members as a whole. Because there's so many different talents and people that are in the fashion industry and the music industry and you know, hair industry, they're doing so many different amazing things. It it inspires me to want to do more. Yeah. So, so people in tell, the house aren't all performers then? 
No. Oh. The the vulgars are only one. That's only one category. Right. Oh, what are the other categories? Are you serious? I'm on a learning thing. This is all new to me. And like, I don't watch <laughs> Drag Race, and I'm only just getting into Legend. Now I still need to finish Pose. I'm I'm learning just as much <laughs> as the other girls. <laughs> So, I mean, there's, like, there's runway categories, there are face categories. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Right. I was, I'm talking ballroom, I guess. So, all the members yeah, of the be, house well, aren't just the performers in, in the ballroom. They can be, like you said, fashion designers, no, no, lawyers. Of, all, no, no, I mean, like, all the people in the house aren't. They, their category isn't voguing. Yeah. Some people walk realness. Some people walk um, sex iron. And in order to be in the house, do you have to walk? And you don't have to walk, but if you don't walk, you need to come with a skill set that makes you valuable. To the house. Right. If you want to carry the name, you want to be a, I want to be a part of your house, then what are you what are you coming with? Like what are you offering us? If you don't walk balls, which is the main premise, what mm. what what are you gonna do? Are you gonna What be is the most to... outlandish thing you've had? Like or you've heard of or experienced yourself of someone being a part of the house, they don't do ball, but they, you know, X. What would that be? What was that thing? Is I've <laughs> I've heard um, recently um, people are hitting up the Google Instagram page saying they want to be a part of the house, but they don't walk balls, but they just want to be like the hype man. <laughs> 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 so they basically they basically want to join the house so they can come to the ball and scream. Basically. <laughs> Right. <laughs> and what do you have any, or do you know of any actual house members that don't walk? But for example, I'm a lawyer, and if any of you ever need something, I can do this. Or you know, I'm a TV presenter. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we we have we have members like that. Like there are members that are in secretarial roles, and they organize the stuff and keep everybody like in line. So we have people that do that. We have um, people who just like on the creative team that help with productions and hair and makeup and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Dope. Um, let's get a couple more questions, then we'll get into the get the belt section. So if I didn't get to answer your questions, guys. Uh, so this one says, "What was your most memorable moment on Legendary besides winning?" Um, most memorable moment would be the opulence ball when we got our first tens across the board. Yes. Yeah. Dope. What are your op- what are your opinions on the drag race fandom who still call a dip a shablam? This sounds real technical. <laughs> <laughs> I I know what they mean. Um uh, it's annoying. <laughs> it's a, it's annoying. Because I think what started it off is whoever started it said it wrong. Yeah, because there's a there's a part of a commentation that Jack Mizrahi says, and he's saying shawam. They took it and said shablam. Oh. So now so many people are saying shablam, and you're like, what the fuck is Just a shablam? Colonizing the ting man, cha. Wicked. Right. Well, that's all the questions I'm gonna get into today. I'm so sorry, guys, but you know we got sh- we got shit to do. He's running about three hundred fifty eleven different businesses and got family and kids to feed and you know phones <laughs> to replace and choreography and all of the things there. So let's get Hello. straight into the section you've been waiting for. It's time for get the belt. 
Yes. Oh, they're waiting please. for this section. They want to see who you gonna. They want to see who you gonna give the belt to. <laughs> who did your belt go to this week? <laughs> um. I'm gonna give the belt to myself. No, this week. Come on, <laughs> no, okay, come on then. What? I don't know. I mean, I am sure the way I've seen you I'm slay a... on that thing, the sass that I've seen you give me on 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 the le- the legendary season. Yeah, I know you. You could. There's somebody out there that you could give the belt to, or a corporation, or a type of thing, or something. Yourself. Um, I don't know. Okay, go ahead. Give it to yourself. Why do you get the belt? Because I took so long today setting up my Zoom. I cannot breathe. It wasn't really your fault. It was the 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 the, the, the computer didn't want to show. Yeah, it was. It didn't want to do face. <laughs> so there really ain't nobody you want to get a belt to. Mm. No one has tried you there. Something that gets on your last nerve that gets that needs to get the belt. It don't have to be deeper meaningful. No. Meaningful. No, no one, no one's, no one has been. On my bad side. Yeah. Really? I don't keep that energy around me. So what about when you go to a restaurant and the meat is unseasoned? Or, you know, there ain't nothing, there ain't nothing little that you could say, you know what, this, this is annoying as hell. Like, even the people that call the, the dip, the shablam, them people there get the bell. There ain't okay. nothing. You can't say that one now. Father, so, sorry, you can't say that so now. So say, like, no, I'm not. I'm not. So, like, you know, when you order food, um, for like, okay, I don't know if y'all have it there, but like, food apps. We have like DoorDash, Deliveroo, Uber, Uber Eats. Eats. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, So, like, you order something and they totally get everything wrong. Like, I ordered, um, what the fuck did I order? I ordered something, but. What the fuck? No, because you, you need to know what it was. What the fuck was it? Like, say if you order a Big Mac. <laughs> Yes, Ooh. and you order it, and there's and there's no and there's no sauce on it. That grinds my gears. Mm-hmm. Like if you order a sprite in a seltzer water, it's not cute. When you get back, that annoys me. So we're giving the belt to 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 people with play, giving you the wrong order. The, the... Oh yes. You know what? I'm more here cussing you, but do you know what? I've actually not prepared a belt to give. And I want to give one belt, but I'm afraid if I give it, the person will know and it could fuck up our little situation. <laughs> but you know what? Fuck it. I come on this show and, and I, get, I put my heart on my sleeve. Yeah. Now, I don't know whether it's just because I'm a Scorpio with high sexual energy and that has been used to messing or getting to know <laughs> men that are just as fast as I am. Mm-hmm. I just want to give the belt to people that go on dates and don't make it clear that it's a, a date or just a, a, a friendship thing. Like that shit. Fuck 
fucks with me because I also don't want to be the person to be like on date two, three, four, four, being like, what are we? <laughs> like, what are we doing? Like, are we just bros? Like, huh? Like, make it clear. Like, make it clear. I don't want to be coming home from a date feeling what? like 50 Cent with 21 questions about the night. Like, cool, like, we're meeting well, up. See, but, like, you gotta be. You gotta be more aggressive. I'm I'm very aggressive and stuff like that. I'm like so it's <laughs> I'm very New York about it. So what we doing? So what we doing? Like if I put my see, ah, oh, you know what? Whatever. Like if I put, ah, I ain't gonna see this man again, but uh-huh. if I put my hand on your thigh in the cinema and I ask you, is you comfortable? And you say yes. And don't proceed to put your motherfucking hand on top of mine, bitch. We friends. Are we friends? Oh, are we not friends? <laughs> so my belt this week goes to people out there going on dates and not communicating effectively to your, the person you're on the date with who may have travelled an hour from one end of London to the other to not even get a kiss at the end of the film. <laughs> you know? Well, see, what you what you should have done is kept. You had to keep you had to keep your hand in that thigh and slide it up a little bit more and see what the reaction was. Oh, oh! But he little he one of these discreet. That's how a boyfriend family knows. Like people know, there's a couple people. He's he's very much on the bringing it to the forefront. And I, I love that. I love that for him. Oh, see. But, you know, I'm not going to... I'd be lying to myself if mm-hmm. I didn't think, are we just friends? I don't know. Are you my bro? Or are you going to hit oh, the you, you like them, in the back of my throat? You like them DLs, huh? I don't. I hate them. Hate them. Hate them. Hate them. Ain't got time for it. You know that song by Fantasia? No time. I'm still, I'm still stuck. At, you said something about the back of your throat, but we're gonna, we're gonna ignore that. Keep going. We get a, okay, yeah. But basically, my belt this week. <laughs> <laughs> my belt this week uh-huh. goes out to people that go on dates and don't communi- like communicate or show that it's a date and not just a a key key with my sis or with my bro. Make it clear. My belt goes to you guys. <laughs> Well, that has been it for this week's episode of Get the Bell. I want to say a huge thank you to the father, to the iconic mm-hmm. Arturo of the <laughs> House of Miyaki Maglare. Thank you so much. We Winner of fucking season two, fucking legendary. All the way from New York thank with your you. busy ass schedule. You, t- you took the time to come on this little hit podcast eh, in London to, 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 <laughs> to speak on the things, to share your experiences, to answer you know some questions. And I really, really appreciate it. It's been a massive asset to our, you know, Pride Month special guest lineup. Can't believe it. So, so happy. Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Thank you. I love London, so I'll be there soon. When again? (laughs) 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 They trained you well with that media shit, (laughs) Jane. Well, um, is there anything that you would like us to know before you head? Um. Happy Pride Happy Pride, love to see it On that note, thank you so much again for joining us And thank you guys for listening You've been listening to me, Miles Hart Here at the home of 
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.